Oh, hello. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. My name is Jimin, and I am here with my co podcasters, Ash. Hello. And Jin Young's wife. Hello, it's Jin Young's. Is it not Jin, Jin Young's army wife? It's Jin Young's army wife, but like yes. we don't support the military industrial complex, so. So, yes, Jin Young, Army Wipe. Well, I have a poll for you all. Mm. Kind of, sort of. If you could get rid of one member of Blackfeet, who would it be? <laughs> Jenny, you don't mean Rose, me. Lisa, or Jisoo? I mean, anybody who knows me could tell you exactly who I would get rid of. Without, like, I wouldn't even have to think about it. I don't even have to blink. It's just there. Ah, blink. Ha, ha. Made a pun. <laughs> I mean, it's clearly juicy for me. I'm sorry. She just. <laughs> Wait, hold up. This feels like bullying. <laughs> I already feel like. It oh, it's only bullying. bullying if we all agree. <laughs> well, okay. So we have, have to make sure feeling. to not all agree. That would be hard. I have a feeling. Listen, I found out the other day that she, she got, I know she's not well. Sorry, Jisoo, get, I hope you do get better. So she's not going to take part in one of their concerts. And I was like, ooh, that sounds like the best concert ever. Like, no no shade to her. But, like, that's the concert I would go to. So, hey. Shady. Hey. But, yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I just think she's, she's a very gorgeous girl. She seems like she has a very good head on her shoulders. She seems like a nice person. Like, no, like, that's my general feelings about Jisoo the person. Jisoo the entertainer is batting zeros on everything. For me personally, I don't think she's a great dancer. I don't think she's a good singer. I don't think she's a good performer. So I just her being like her being pretty is literally the only reason she's there. So I just I'm sorry. Maybe we should have done Red Velvet. I feel like it may have been a little bit nicer because then we would have had diversity of answers. Really? Because I mean, it would have been Yuri for me okay, or Yuri. Yuri, sorry, Yuri. Me too. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we well, well Ash, who would have who would it have been if it was Red Velvet? Me and for me, it's between Yuri and Irene, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yuri and Irene. Damn. Okay, I guess none of this is fair. <laughs> How about EXO? Adam, the oh, original. Yeah, okay, perfect. Perfect. Okay, we're gonna do original eleven. If you could get rid of two members of EXO. Who would it be? Two. Mm. Luhan. I mean, Luhan. I'm going, okay, so um, I was never big on Luhan. So Luhan for sure. And I hate to do it to him. I really do. But he has no reason to be in this group. Seth <laughs> has like no purpose. No. He says, never don't mind about a thing. That's his no. point. That's okay. I can't believe they were like, we need like a, a hot, tall guy. And then they were just like, Taniel's not enough. And they were like, they were like, we need Sehun. I was like, I don't, I don't know why you'd made that, how you came to that conclusion, but you know. Yeah. Ash, who would you pick? I mean, he's the one guy I always hear about. So I would pick Sehun. I don't know enough about most of the others to really pick a second person. Well, I'll pick one for you. <laughs> we're going to have to get rid of Chin. I'm sorry. Maybe maybe the, the Koreans that are camping outside of SM with the boycott flags are, like, onto something. <laughs> you know, for me, it would be Sehun and Kai. That's crazy. I just, yeah, I just don't need Kai. The Magnes, right? 
I know. Well, who will I know. be the youngest? And I mean, you're, you're basically trying to just only have geriatric EXO. I'm happy with that. I'm fine with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah, I would because if I have to think about it, I wouldn't get rid of anybody else in XOM. I wouldn't what? get rid of Rekun. I wouldn't get rid of Tao. Why would I get rid of Tao? Tao's amazing. Tao's fantastic. I don't agree with that. Tao's so I funny. <laughs> I feel like oh, so you so you're going off of vibes. Okay, I feel like I never heard an EXO song that I felt like I just needed Tao. Mm. Fair enough. Personally, like, I'm not saying no, that he's yeah. like. Like, I'm not saying that he's, like, a vocal king or anything like that. No. No, no, no. I mean, like, his function was basically, like, to be a dancer. But because he did, like, he did flips and shit. So, like, that was his purpose. So, like, I'm very much aware of what he does in EXO, you know? But I liked the other members of EXO. And I just liked EXO in general. Yeah, I mean, I like like EXO in general. I think my personal problem with Kai was... There was so much attention, more attention on Kai at the beginning. And I just, like, I, I just did not. Because he's Korean, just, probably. Probably. The Matine, the, like, the literal, like, youngest, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, is Sehun not younger than him? Okay, Sehun might be younger. Yeah. By, like, a little yeah. bit. I just, like, okay. I was like, okay, he can dance. I get it. Like, EXO is a vocal group. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was also another thing, too. I was just like, okay, like, there's so much stress on Kai. Um, and I just don't like his vocal tone. I'll be very honest as well. So it just Fair never clicked to me. But, like, yeah, I know. I mean, I know there are problems with Chen. I'm not saying that there's not. I just think that Chen is vocally important to the group. And same with Baekhyun. I, okay. I have a hot take on that because I used to think that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I do feel like. In each of the songs, I can there either other members can morph into his voice, and I think it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Tin Chin Chin. So let me shut up. Okay, <laughs> like I'm about to mm-hmm. I'm about to say something disrespectful. Yeah, I don't I think, think I personally think can easily get into screeching territory. That's my personal opinion. Okay, you know, to each their own. Yeah, I know. I just personally think like him, Dio. And and I think even Chaniel, I think those are like the more integral members of EXO. And those are the people that I would never, ever remove from the group. Because I just think that they're that like important to them, like vocally on like on their singles. I, OK, on their singles. Sh- yeah. I, but I feel like I feel like the people who kind of stand out to me, mm-hmm. like as being kind of the glue that holds everything together. I don't think Suho is one of those people. Right. Like, vocally. oh, I didn't. But, but I feel like. I kind of like what Schumann brings to the group, which is why I wouldn't get rid of him, to be honest. Oh, yeah, no. I agree. Yeah. Like, I was like, even though, like, we can recognize that Chen is an incredible vocalist, I just feel like, I don't know. Like, you don't like him personally. Yeah. I hate to say it. I think that's a big part of it, but like. No, and I I totally get that. So that's why, like, I, 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 I think, like, everything that I say about Chen only has to do with him, like, on a vocal level. I don't. Like, it's not about him as a person. <laughs> but I do think... And I'm, not, I'm not talking about... Please, I hope the listeners... go. It's not about him. It's about, like, his history of, like... I mean, I know EXO all has this history, but, like... Yeah, Chen was a little very... Bit, it was a little bit. <laughs> I was like, okay, Chen. this is, like, reaching, you know, RM territories right here. I don't know about right. that one, but... Right, no, yeah. absolutely. And so it's not about the marriage or the kids. Like, that's, that's utter bullshit, right? But, yeah, Chen, you know 
said some very, very nasty things and we should not forget those things. So like, I definitely agree with that. I do think Schumann, like, I think on the, on like a lot, like a different level, Schumann and Suho are important. I think Suho because he's kind of like the father figure of the group. Like he kind of holds them together, like on that end. That loves um, the group dynamic, y'all. Yeah. And I think that he's like, he's definitely the the face of the group in that sense, because like he he, he takes his, his role as, as leader very seriously. And he has a really good personality. Like he's always there cheering on like other groups. Like it doesn't matter whose concert is. Suho is one man who's going to be there. So like, I think that they need him in that regard. And Shimin, I think he, he's not a vocal king, but he's actually the oldest member in the crew. One. And I think he yes, does he sort of like, he, I think he has like this common effect on everybody. Like he just seems like a, a cool dude. Like he doesn't make any waves. He doesn't, he just minds his yeah. business. He does his job. He goes home. I think they need that personality there as well too. I mean, everybody else at the end of the day, I think can be replaced in EXO outside of those like people that I mentioned, which were like, like the, the, integral, the, the integral core and then their support, which would be Jumin and Suho. Everybody else is replaceable. Like, Wait, I, Ash, who were your two? She didn't have, she only had one. Sahan, remember? She didn't really know. I yeah, feel like that. Except for you, you added one. I think you added Chen. Yeah, I think you added yeah. Chen. Like, even late. I don't think I did. I, 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 I wouldn't have added. Oh, well, no, Lei. you added Tao. You actually, added Tao. Actually, Lei, that's actually a perfect one to go. And, and like, like, I really do. I feel that way. I, like, I think some of, he's on some of my favorite EXO songs. But I think Lei just, like, I think EXO kind of proved that they didn't really miss anything when he was, like, yeah, no, his solo not. stuff. I mean, the thing is, it's, like, it's more of a, it's more of the symbolism of it all that he's still in the group. It's not really because he's integral to the group. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he's the only, like, isn't he the only Chinese member left? Exactly, so. exactly. And he's always been, even when, like, the guy, the other guy started leaving, he was, fiercely loyal to the EXO brand like all this time and I think you I think though you know what I think I do think that they never gave Lei a chance to really become a member of the group like after the other members left mm -hmm. I think they did treat him like an outsider even during like the monster promotions and all that kind of stuff so I think that that I think that's the reason that he's not as integral to the music because they never actually gave him a chance to be that's an interesting that's point not to get too deep, but I do think that. I mean, you did get deep, but yeah. Okay, yeah. so I think we have people for the poll. We'll yeah. we'll do Luhan, Kai, Lei, and Sehun since those yeah. are like the people that came up the most. Yeah, and that's our poll. So who do y'all think? Oh wait, wait, wait. Let me write that down because I feel like I, I forget. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, I always you um, know I Ash puts out the episodes and like on on thing, and then I see them not right away, and then I forget what the poll was supposed to be, so it never goes out. Sorry, guys. Mm -hmm. But yes, we're going to definitely put this poll out. I promise. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Is one has to go from XO12. 11. XO11? I thought XO had 12 members initially. We, 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 we don't talk about the 12th member. So XO11. <laughs> what? Wait, what? I'm confused. Chris. 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 Oh, How did I forget? That, okay. There you this, go. It really is XO11 because I forgot all about him. Okay. So XO11. Between Luhan, Kai, Lei, and Sehun, which something tells me there's like a far and above winner of <laughs> this poll. Uh, let us know who you think should leave EXO. And it could be any reason. It doesn't have to be, oh, he's not talented or he doesn't belong. It could be like, oh, you know, I think he might be better as an actor. He might have a better life if he wasn't right. in EXO. 
getting screwed over by the sin. So cool. All right. Now that we've talked about that, let's talk about some comebacks and debuts. Like there's a lot, looks like. And I think we're gonna be listening to some comebacks at least. Because it doesn't look like any of these are debuts, right? Yes. I don't think there is MC. Nope. None of these are debuts. And, you know, we always have to do Stray Kids together. I feel like Stray Kids has become a part of our brand in the, in the, in in, in the, not in the way that they wanted it, though. (laughs) Not in the way that they wanted it. (laughs) Exactly. But yes, we are going to watch some MVs. We're going to go to Stray S class. S class. It's called Tuk, which is like special in Korean. So. Okay, all right. <laughs> Somebody need to, needs to take JYP's budget away. <laughs> it's a little bit extra. Girl. I mean, is it a fake hit song if they're not yelling at us? What? Oh. Okay. I can barely. So I see this is your favorite song, Nat. Absolutely. Okay, okay like so they find me English. But they find the uses properly. Yeah. Oh, God. Why is this chorus the way that it is? What? Does Starkid actually listen to their their tracks when they're finished recording? (laughs) There's no way. Ah, uh, okay, now you need to sue them for your medical bills. You coughing, honey. Oh my god. Why? Who did that? And thought it was okay. the right thing to do. I kind of want to join Schumann CBX's lawsuit against SM Entertainment because it's literally SM's fault that we have this sound. Listen, if I wasn't recording right now, I would have walked away. I would have literally just walked away. I, yeah. This is... <laughs> Ash, you alive? Girl, Ash done walked away already. She's... <laughs> okay, well, I have terrible. a positive. I have a positive. Bang Chan looks amazing, as always. No, I disagree. Delicious. Love him. I think it's just a big waste of money. Like, you could tell that this MV costed a lot of money. They have, like, literal terrible CGI, so you know it costed a lot of money. I mean, is this a group that should have a rap verse? Like, two rap verses? I mean... Oh, and a dance breakdown. Okay. This is, oh god, this is the worst parts of 2001. 
Why do they take one step forward and like five steps back? But also, they always have like one secret banger on their album. Yeah. One. Emphasis one. on one. <laughs> right. But I'm not, this does not get me excited to listen to the album. Oh, we're going to have, we're have, we're going to do that. Guys, don't worry for Patreon. We're definitely going to do an album review and we'll have a guest. And it's going to be, I mean, I might break out the soju. It might be a good time. Oh, girl. Well, Ash, what did you think? Oh, we Ash really is yellow. That on the... No, but Ash was also yellow. So maybe yeah, she has Ash to go like, out. Just, yeah. She'll come back. She'll come back. <laughs> yeah. I, the song was so bad, it, it made my computer stop <laughs> working. What's your internet connection? I'm you sorry. know what's funny? Actually, when I was watching it, my internet started slowing a bit too. And I was like, ooh, am I come out and come back in? But I held on. But maybe there is something. I would pray for my internet to go out, girl. You lucky. Ash is lucky. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ash, well, what did you think? Oh no, I, I do want to hear what Ash has to think because she didn't I really she just said it. Oh, oh, go ahead. I oh, don't. I didn't think we asked what people thought after the MVs. But continue. I, I want to hear. Oh well, I didn't get to hear much of it. I mean, the the little bit that I heard before my computer stopped working sounded dire. So. Like Jimin said, I don't regret missing the rest of it. You know what, Ash? It doesn't matter. We're going to do an album review, so you'll watch it again. But yeah, I love how that sounded well, like a threat. But I, did. <laughs> I mean, I want to introduce the next one because this one is one I've been I've been lurking around the in citizen community, and everybody's been talking about this tale. Um, yes, I have heard solo. it. It's yes. called Shalala. I want to hear it, so let's get into it. Oh, actually, I have not listened to it. I just saw a lot of people's response to it. And it seemed to be 50-50. Okay. I bet you. This is a very, like... This is a... This is what sound like that song, Snoop Dogg song. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I yeah. Because this is say almost like very similar melody. He almost thought he said the N word right there. Be careful. <laughs> Okay, I've come to the conclusion. Taeyong does not have the charisma outside of the group. Well, absolutely. That's actually the one side of the criticism that I've been seeing. The fact that he doesn't have the charisma to pull off this stuff on his own. Yeah. It doesn't, he needs to be with NCT. Yeah. Based on this, right? Like, I mean, he can, something can change, but. Yeah, he's not cheating enough. Or top enough to do something like this on his own. Yeah, he feels kind of un like it feels uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. not extravagant, but I just don't. I don't. He probably loves the song, but it just seems like the music video. He's not really actually connecting to it and like passionate. 
I also really hate the chorus. It's like, or the hook, it's terrible. And I don't like the choreo. also feels like a very unfinished like something he wrote when he was like very young and is just now starting to release it you know what i mean mm. and i, I mean, say this because i do know that taeyong writes every single one of his raps like right he's kind of obvious <laughs> like just the subject he talks about like it's a very taeyong mm. thing like right we'll see i mean i look at the credits for the song yeah i wonder if it is attributed to him Or he did write the lyrics with other people mm -hmm. on the song. Yeah. Also, it was really interesting to see like religion in a very Western lens. Right. In this song. We have to talk about this sometime. Yeah, we have yeah. to talk about how Korea's new religious wave. Anyway, I'm gonna be honest, y'all. It wasn't for me. But honestly, most of it was because I don't think Taeyong pulled it off. I don't think he he didn't look comfortable. He didn't look he looked interested, but he looked like, it just looked like he was out of his element a little bit. And right. I think it was like, it was giving him something that like he is not. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I wasn't a fan of the lyrics either. I don't, you know, that just wasn't for me. But like, I'm not going to say it was bad. It was his debut. I just think they should have debuted with something else, to be honest. Yeah. Something more him. I agree. Even though I literally said earlier, we don't do commentary <laughs> after music videos. But okay. I'm assuming I, I, half degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so we can go to From Is Nine with Me Now. Is From Is Nine a girl group? I thought yeah, they were a girl. Were girl they're a girl group. Now they're under Hybe. They yes. used to be oh. under some company Plenis. that Hybe bought. Yeah, I think Plenis. Oh, she's pretty. Oh, is this about to be fake deep? I hope not. There's a hashtag in this. They want a TikTok hit. I can tell by this melody. This is nostalgic. Just like we were all getting tired of disco in like 2021, I have a feeling we're gonna all get tired of this sound like in a couple months. Well, Dua Lipa's coming back for the Barbie Bat soundtrack. So mm -hmm. it, we're definitely gonna be inundated with a lot of disco pop is what I'm calling yeah. it. Okay, I like that disco pop. Yeah. Even though this boy is pop. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, but I'm also kidding. <laughs> Jesus, Ned, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I thought I had muted. Just still coughing from straight kids. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what is this instrument? I'm getting tired of 
sorry. No, sorry, I was gonna say, what is this instrumental from? It's from like another a specific song. Okay, so it's not just nostalgic, it's like actually something else. Yeah, yeah, no, it's something else. Okay. <laughs> Let me see. I will say, I'm getting tired of K-pop music videos taking place in like, it's like, look at all the members having like a little sleepover and like, in a house that like, doesn't exist. I don't know, it's just so annoying. No stories, <laughs> no one's telling stories anymore. Yeah. It's like candid camera, you know, I don't know. Do you ever watch that? What was the one BAP song with like the most unhinged music video? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know you remember what I'm talking about. Oh, I can visualize it right now. Okay. Like that, that was the greatest music video of all time. You've never seen Infinite. Is it back? Yeah. You've never seen the music video for back. So that's why so. you say that. And you've never seen uh -oh. Tiara's. Is it dramatic like that? <laughs> yes. And you've never seen some of Tiara's <laughs> MV. So funny. They were taking themselves so seriously. It was so, like, it was just hilarious. This song has, like, nothing special. I'm going to be honest with no. y'all. Like, it's, it's a it's vibe, basic. but it's, like, yeah. Like, more basic than basic. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. We don't need the post credit scene. No. Okay. Well, next, it's The New Six. Call and with a song called Kick It For You, Kick It For Now. I don't know who this is. PNX? Yeah, they're a new group. Okay, but it's not a I debut. Heard... No, it's not a debut. I'm. Yeah. Okay. HOT, new edition. Are Japanese? No, they're Korean. <laughs> this is such a Japanese aesthetic. The hair. I've... Oh, they're 12. This, this little boy <laughs> was born yesterday. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of a uh, crown like two by two debut with a song very similar to this oh i love the color of these outfits i was all right that no well, okay. that's because you were like growing up when boy bands dressed like this. You're right. Music videos. So they were created under a SBF audition show called Loud, and they're signed in their P Nation. Oh, really? Yeah. It kind of explains a lot. Their leader is born in 2002. Because he was. And let's see what the Mac held the Mac Man. The Mac Man was born in 2005. Well, it's okay. pretty tight. I mean, he looks 12, but yeah. I guess he was 18, 17 yeah. or 18. I think what this group is missing is personality. Yep. I think, <laughs> would... I think what this group is missing is the only thing it needs. Right. No, honestly, like with a song like this, you need to have a personality. One of these members seem like very charismatic. There's no charisma, <laughs> and then they're also very perfect. Right. Too perfect. Yeah. The thing about groups like HOT and Shinwa and those groups at the time, they were not perfect when they came out. Like they only know. They developed over time. Yeah. But like, I think that's like the why. What we always talk. 
Okay. I think that's what we always talk about when we talk about like why Big Bang popped off. And I think it's because Big Bang literally just had this like type of charisma that you just don't see. Right. Right. They weren't that's why scared they... to like forget lyrics and choreography. And choreography. Yeah. They weren't afraid to be like, damn, I can't remember what to do. Let me just start singing random words. Freestyle. And hope, I don't even like, think they forgot. That. I think they just never memorized it. <laughs> That's why there's only like three dance practices from Big Meg. <laughs> <laughs> For such a cute song, it, it, was, it went to the wrong group. NCT it was bland. Have that. Yeah, yeah, it was very bland. Oh my God. NCT would have killed it. They would have killed yeah. Oh, now I want it. They literally killed it. Okay. okay. Well, I guess we have CIX. Yeah. With Save me. Kill me. Oh, is he kissing a girl in the thumbnail? Okay, we see him. Oh wait, never mind. That that's not what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look closer. Um. No. No. What the heck? Can they show this? I'm pretty sure on YouTube you can't show stuff like that, right? I mean, usually they don't like when you mention suicide. Trigger warning to our listeners. Yes. I'm really shocked that they show the act and the result. Yeah, normally they have warnings, right? Right before the MB? Yeah. Wow. I mean, if you show somebody else getting killed, that's different. It's supposed to be a BL storyline. Is it? It, it, it okay. just dawned on me just now that like, don't tell me this is a romance. I really hope it's not a romance. What a weirdly serious subject to turn to like. I mean, if you listen to the lyrics, it just seems. Okay, Because it seems like they don't know each other. Those lyrics are very um, passionate. Passionate? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it's anti-bullying. I don't know. I'm kind of having a hard time. It's an interesting storyline. I just don't know what's happening. Yeah, I don't know what's going on either. Because it doesn't really go with the lyrics. Okay, that's a romantic lyric. Or am I, like, something wrong with me, or? No, these are absolutely romantic lyrics. That's a bit dramatic. Oh, 
it's like a very passionate but toxic love song that's what i feel like yeah. the lyrics are saying to me but visually i like i don't know how that fits or works yeah maybe it's like people dying be for love or dying because there was some love involved it's very confusing yeah okay i actually can, I, can we talk about this i'm sorry i know this was not planned okay. but i really like this music video i really liked it uh. i feel like it was really interesting. I was like trying to figure out what the story was because the story you should, I don't think you should take the story with the lyrics because the lyrics are, is definitely a love song, but the story seems like it's like an anti, like, I don't know, to some extent anti-bullying PSA a little bit, but also there's like, it, it's intriguing to me because I don't know why the first guy jumped and I right. don't know what the whole storyline was with like the person in the car running over that lady. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I am very interested. So if CIX, if y'all want to do a drama, I'd be very interested in seeing that. <laughs> I would do actually because, like, I mean, visually the music video was very pretty, confusing but very pretty. But I thought it was really well done. Like we yeah. talked before about like how MVs are lacking stories and things like that. This had a story. It was confusing, probably because they tried to fit it in the length of the song when they should have probably expanded the mb and just put the song in there when it needed to be that's how tr used to do it and that worked very well or maybe okay. done two songs in that space mm-hmm. um there's a there's a lot of ways that you can do the visual element and like tell the story and then use the, the mb like use that that visual aspect to like promote the song itself there's so many ways that they could have done it and i thought that trying to limit it in that four minute spec like time frame just didn't work because the story ended up being confusing for all three of us but I did love the lyrics. I thought passionately toxic love songs got me. I'm sorry, they do they do got me. No, I no, love, I love the, the lyrics. Too. The lyrics are amazing. I love the lyrics a lot. Even if the even if the like the sound was decent, but the lyrics themselves were really good. It was the the lyrics told a story too. And to the music video's point, I thought it was edited really in an interesting way that kept you like engaged. And I also right. thought it was actually kind of well acted. So like I'm, right. sleeping, I'm not gonna sleep on CIX. So I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry. I know we don't usually do that, but like definitely if you haven't watched that music video and you're a listener, watch CIX's Save Me, Kill Me and let us know what you think. Yeah. Ask. Anything to add? No, just that I was confused and I'm still confused. <laughs> That's okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, finally, we have Dreamcatcher getting sued with Bon Voyage. <laughs> you know that's like, you know, you know that's a BTS yeah. thing, right? I mean, like the number seven? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Didn't they get their first win with this song? Or was it, it wasn't their first It was the last one. I think they have like three wins now. Anime opening. I mean, if there's one thing you're going to do, it's going to have a a banger of an anime opening song. Perfect shoujo opener. Or this could even be an ending song. Exactly.
the choreography is so weird <laughs> in that part. <laughs> I just don't think they needed choreography to be honest. Outside yeah, of like, like, it's a it's given ballad before it gives this part, so you don't need right. choreography. Weird. It should have been a rock girl aesthetic. They need like instruments. Hey, they've never done that though. Like, no, their songs and. I know that I've seen like when they perform live, live they'll have a live band behind them mm -hmm. sometimes. Aren't all of their MVs like connected though? Somehow, are mm -hmm. they? No, they have. Sometimes a few they that do. Connected, but... Sometimes they do connect, but not really. I treat them like a separate MVs, to be honest. I like love the Bon Voyage, like the Korean pronunciation. <laughs> All right, so that is the end of the debuts and stuff. I kind of want to show you the MV for Infinite's Back so you can see probably one of the most unhinged videos <laughs> that have ever been created. Look, down, we can just take out one of our, our topics. I'm totally down to watch yeah. the music video. Yeah, I think, like, for me, Infinite, hold on. Like, I remember watching this, like, for the first time. You're like, do we need to do all of this? Like, is it back? Let me, let me just double check real quick. I think it's back. I think it's. I definitely like they had some some weird videos back in the day, but I think it's back in one of their I'm like it kind of matches that with what they had given us, if I remember correctly. It's so wild that like back then they they even had like Arabic and Persian subtitles. Right, right. Did they have a big Arabic Arabic speaking fan base? That's crazy. Maybe. Lord. Okay. Not, I just remember this aesthetic. Oh my god. I love this song so much. Like, literally, nothing will wake me up like this song will do, okay? Girl. Why they go in there committing crimes? <laughs> I remember when every boy group was like fighting in their videos. They're playing for their lives, man. For no reason. No reason. Like, look at Exo's like, mama. I don't know why they're fighting. 
We should do a Patreon episode on all like the most unhinged MVs. It's like they gave up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't. Is this a love song? Just wait. I mean, I think it's supposed to be, Girl. but also. Okay, Perko Bam Bam. Do we know why they're fighting? They're trying to save that girl. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do we know why they're fighting? What? They don't really get a reason. But maybe it, like, the thing about that makes his MV unhinged is literally, it's like three or four minutes of them getting their asses kicked. Because they came in there fighting, but they weren't losing, like, most of the MV. I'm like, what? Why? (laughs) Like, who directed this? Interesting that this is the girl they're saving. Right. Well, there's some some, some flashbacks that tell you why that they're, they're saving her. Okay. Yeah. Some random girl that they went there yeah, to get why, back. Why would you want to like? If this was supposed to make you look like a hero, you're getting right. beat up. Like you're getting destroyed. Absolutely. I mean, we don't know why they kidnapped her though. Like that's the real mystery. Right that's in the back. Out. Yeah, right in the back. Oh, yeah, sorry. I thought you were asking why they're saving her. No, no. Yeah, I don't know why they actually kidnapped that little girl. Maybe what? maybe they're in a gang. Maybe this is like the infinite gang. Okay. And so it's, it's a gang rival. They're like the lackeys, and they're going right. to save the boss's daughter. Yeah, exactly. So this is the flashback? Yeah, that shows you why he's going so far to save her. Because, I mean, he, he must get murdered. But... He's gonna do it for her. Like, why that man skateboarding? Where do you get a skateboard? (laughs) 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 Like, look at them. This is the boy band. This is like those mafia fanfics. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're perfectly in sync in the choreography. I mean, MVs at this time were crazy. I'm thinking be using a lot of wooden sticks that be breaking. Yeah, where do you even go to find a wooden so stick you, to beat somebody? You buy them. Like, you just no buy them. That was just a non-ending too. Like he just got. Hit I, and this this is my thing. They didn't even save her. So what was the whole point of this MV? I couldn't tell you. That's why it's unhinged. <laughs> I'm left with more questions than answers. I don't know. It's like it's like Exo's mama. Why are they in cloaks chanting? That's a great. You know, yeah, you know what? That's gotta go on our like unhinged music video. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, that in my opinion is one of the most unhinged that I've ever seen. Because I remember watching it for the first time, be like, why? Just just why did all of this happen? You know, what? we should do a Patreon of like our list of like. The most unhinged MVs, um, or just like all the 
Yeah, no, or like her memory is like non-existent. Well, no, no. I just didn't know if we had agreed on it. So that's why I'm yes. saying it again because I want to say it. Right. Okay. Are we gonna do it? Yay, that's great. But we can also include MVs that I think are really like are really good with telling stories as well, too. So we can have like like a discussion on MVs because when we did the Twitter space yesterday, a lot of people kind of agreed that MVs these days, like with what you were saying, like they re- really don't have any purpose, no point. They're not really telling stories anymore. And what we liked and about not showing that- us anything about like I, I will say I do like a music video if it, even if it doesn't have a story if it like shows us like something cool from the culture so like right. like Mino's fiance like you Beyonce. saw like, different parts of Korean culture and I'm right. like, like that's cool right like it, it you get you never see that traditional stuff in there but like when it's just a music video or like I even like a good corny like like almost so bad it's good music video you yeah. know like where everything looks terrible but you could tell they put like their heart into it and they had but personality. It has personality. Exactly. These days, right. these music videos are just like high production quality and nothing's happening. Like, it's just boring. Right. It's like fake deep and all that. So. Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So well, those are our thoughts on <laughs> the wow. MV. All the, all the comebacks. I'm ready for Shiny. I haven't been so in the loop, but I'm ready for Shiny. I'm ready for 2 by 2 And I'm ready for ACC 127. Again, I haven't been so in the loop. But yeah, I don't know about this Zero Base One group everybody's obsessed with them everybody's but... so obsessed with them and their comeback and i think new jeans is gonna be very hot as well and then we have some oldies teen top and you kiss are coming back girl i thought teen top was in like literally six feet under girl <laughs> they were actually they actually did the killing waves on youtube recently and they are definitely making a comeback i think i know if one of their songs went viral or if, like one of their i guess variety things went viral but like that kind of motivated them to come back and King Daniel, or King Daniel, as we call him, is going to be coming back this month as well. And in terms of Shiny's comeback, Onu, I think, is going to sit out the comeback performances and things He for, for medical reasons. So it's going to be just three members right now. And EXO confirmed. I mean, SME has confirmed it. So we don't know if the EXO members have confirmed it as well. But they're saying July 10th, they will be back. And I'm excited. Apparently, so Kai's voice is going to be on the comeback, but obviously he is enlisted, so he's not going to be in any of the promotional mm-hmm. stuff. So there's going to be that. And then yeah, NCT allegedly has two other comebacks this year, and NCT Dream is coming back. So Mark is going to be booked and busy. I think Mark time. already made a joke. Mark made a joke on Bubble. I think that's, it's Bubble. Not Bubble, whatever. Whatever the, the idols talk to the people. Yeah. He made a joke on there. Oh, and like a lot of in citizens, like we should boycott that's SM because his joke kind of like, Ash, you might want to mute. His joke kind of like indicated that he like was tired and like in pain, I guess. Or like, yeah. I don't know, something like that. Like in citizens are really, really mad at SM right now for a variety of reasons. Mostly because they feel like they didn't roll out Taeyong's debut very well. His solo. Mm. They feel like they're overworking Mark and Hitchon. And then apparently there's like some really abusive behavior going on with the fans of Dream who are like being abusive towards Mark and Hitchon and basically saying that like Dream doesn't need them and it like absolutely going does. to concerts and like being very disrespectful. <laughs> like I'm oh, no. very disrespectful. So I'm just like the in citizen fan. It's like his own mini like K-pop fandom within the larger K-pop fandom, and it's a lot. We might have to start like now that all of High B is like inactive, we might have to start having an NCT corner because girl, it's too much going on. But right, right, yeah. So, <laughs> so many of them, <laughs> so many comebacks. Well, 
let us know. Uh, yeah, let us know. Guys. Yeah, how you felt about those comebacks. Do you, what, like, give us examples of some unhinged MBs on Twitter, like, when we put this episode up. I would really, we need to, like, make a really good list of things to watch because some of these MBs are just, like, like the Stray Kids one, why, why would you pay all that money for that? Like, let's be yeah. real. Why would you? <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll have, like, we'll have some drinks. We'll have some adult beverages. And we'll get on here maybe with some guests, maybe just by ourselves. And we'll just, like, laugh at some MVs, some terrible MVs. Right. right. All right. So let us get All into right. the topics. Yeah. So just, like, some, you know, I guess a quick one here is Daisy, ex-member of Momoland. She had been suing MLD Entertainment for unpaid earnings, and she won her lawsuit of 77K. Imagine, like, Daisy's from a group that literally only had, like, they had a big hit, like, with Boom Boom, obviously. But basically, that is probably where they made most of their money. And they made, and she made 77K, which I think is pretty, pretty good if you deduct the cost, you know, for, for MVs and outfits and all that kind of stuff. And can you imagine for like big groups who are being swindled by their companies if somebody from a small ass company with one hit song made that much? Like I, it's kind of crazy. It's, it's shedding more light, I think, on the whole EXO thing that's coming up that we'll talk about later. But anyway, so she won her last suit. MLD tried to file an appeal and it was dismissed. And she put out a tweet that said, happy June, quick lawsuit, lawsuit update. Everything has ended as of May 16th. Their appeal was dismissed as they did not submit any further evidence to court. Imagine, wasting so much time just to lose. Pray for them. I love it. I love the attitude. I love the sass because they deserve it. And also, too, they also tried to sue her for defamation and also lost that. So MLD is, you know, batting barrels. At this point, I, I wouldn't pray for them personally, but, you know, good for you, Daisy. And then there was another story about Kangnam from MIB. Yeah, I forgot about MIB too, guys. Don't worry. And <laughs> we talked about how a song that was stolen from them that he, like his, that his group mate had made that was supposed to be for the group MIB was taken by somebody else in the company and it became a huge hit for that other, com- that other group. And I thought it was interesting because I feel like there's a lot of like, if you don't pay attention to like who writes what and who drops what, you wouldn't notice when songs are meant for one group and then taken by another. Like a big example of that is La Vie on Rose by Eyes One, which was their debut single, huge hit. It's a great song. I loved it. But it was supposed to go to CLC first and they actually recorded it. Like they actually meant to drop that as a song. And then it was like, ooh, sorry, we're going to give it to this other group. And the other group, you know, obviously they were always going to do well, but they, the song did very, very well and they made a lot of money from it. And it would have left a bad taste in my mouth, personally. But also, the reason I mentioned it is not so that you could look up the song Shower of Tears, which was... Where I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> featuring Ailey, which was number one and is their most popular song, blah, 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 blah. I actually think it would be kind of cool if groups actually, like, different groups actually drop the same song, but, like, in their style. I-, I feel like that would be, like, a really cool concept to have. Like with SNSD and FX, when they dropped Chocolate Love, two very different vibes for the song. It's the exact same song, just done differently because the groups have different like vibes and atmosphere. And people prefer them. I mean, I prefer the SNSD version, but both songs are fantastic. 
I actually would love to see that a little bit more. Like, you don't have to drop it as real singles, you know, like, because I feel like title tracks get people in their feelings with that stuff. But like, you know, for fun or just like to drop things. If you drop like, you know, an NCT, like maybe like, like even within groups, like say like you had half of NCT do what and the other half do like the same song, just in different styles. That'd be kind of cool. So I only mentioned the story because it got me thinking on like how to make K-pop fun again. Because <laughs> a lot of y'all be, are not making it very fun. I'll be very honest. But that was something that I thought about when I was reading the story and how just different groups in, with different styles doing the same song would be so much fun. But that's just me. I don't know. You guys take that for however you want to take that. If you guys think it's a good idea or not. Fine. In terms of Queendom, you guys know I love Queendom. I have not watched any of Queendom Puzzle yet. Uh, just because I wasn't a huge fan of the concepts of like taking not full groups and competing against each other, but taking like members of groups and putting them into like some group, super group or something like that. But anyways, so they have 26 contestants so far. I guess the big names are probably like Cheyun, formerly of Eyes One. And oh, actually, Cheyun and Maboom Hin actually stepped out of the show. I did not realize that. I just saw this report right now. So they did, they were in the first episode and then they stepped out. Interesting. Okay. So that actually really levels the playing field, I think, for everybody there. Cause those two were probably more of the bigger name outside of Julie from Mobile Land. So. Now the show is actually going to be very interesting because I don't think anybody here really has that big of a fan base. All right, all right. I'm going to check that I saw that. Okay. Anyway, so. Queendom <laughs> Puzzle is here. You know, we're fine. Queendom Puzzle is here and the girls have already been split into groups to perform some songs and there's four performances and two original songs. They were okay. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't think anybody here is like, so far from what I see, like, that crazy talented, like, nobody really stands out with the it factor so far for me. But I, as these people are not very familiar to me, once again, I am learning more about them and seeing, you know, their limits and how they surpass those limits, as Yami would say. And I'm actually really excited now about this, now that I know that, like, it is a very even level for all of these members. So. We're gonna, I'm gonna update you guys on some Queendom puzzle as it goes on. Very excited for it now. Anyways, next topic. So, Hyvee doesn't care what a hyphen fans think, which is great. I mean, it's funny. It's funny. So, we know that in hyphen dropped that Bite Me song, and all of their fans were up in arms because, yeah. Oh, you guys came in. It's a vampire kind of theme song about, like, you know, biting people. And so they have female dancers in the MV and they're actually like, they're not like grinding on each other, but they're dancing pretty close, you know, a little too close for comfort for some of the fans. So the fans have been up in arms about it. Like they hate it. Like, how dare you have female dancers in this song about biting people? Like, how dare you? And so, and so Heidi was like, oh, so you guys don't like the female dancers, right? Okay. So how about we continue to use them when? And then we have them all over them, literally, in some of these performances. Like, I, like, based on what I've seen, these dancers, like, they're actually touching them now. Like, before there was, like, a thin 
with like space between them. But now these dancers are all going out. Like they're no, they're I on it. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. Wait. <laughs> oh, okay. no, this is see? funny to me. There were counter protest trucks. Let me tell you, that's how no, big wait, it was. It a, okay, it's a Twitter. There are protests. Oh, sorry. Well, here's the here's the what I like the article on Asian drinking that I, I was got using. The, I, th- I got the article. So okay, okay, perfect. Yeah. So there are protests and counter protest trucks. Like that's how big this was in the in hype and fan base. Okay, like it was, it was doing a lot <laughs> as always. You know, K-pop fans. If there's one thing K-pop fans are gonna do, it's gonna be doing okay. a lot. I got a I got a take about this once I finish watching. I, it's a it's a I think it's an interesting take. Yeah. It might not be. Okay, this is the same thing twice. Okay. So my take is is this is really interesting, right? Because I always look at like let's say you're an in hyper fan or you're a boy band fan, right? Mm-hmm. And they make a music video. You can take the, that part out, Ash. They make a music video with a girl, or they make like a. Like they have a performance with a girl and it's like just like dancers, like a backup dancer. It's not like a, you know, a feature like, you know, who was a, I don't know, Alicia Keys and Usher, right? Like It's not like that, right? It's like just some backup dancers or something like that. I personally, when I was younger and I was like, oh, I love this celebrity and I want to date him. I would be like, oh, I like this because I can imagine myself as the girl. Yeah. Versus if he's just dancing to, in midair, you know, like walking <laughs> with midair. Right. I'm like, right. I don't know. I, I can't imagine myself taking the place of the air. But like, I don't know. So for me, like, the, I'm sure that I maybe have felt like sad or something. I don't know. I, I actually don't have the memory of feeling sad if there was like a female protagonist. Like, but I'm just saying that like you would think, in my opinion, right? Like, I feel like wouldn't it? Wouldn't you be like, oh, these are like faceless dancers. It, I can impose myself on that if you're like one of those types of fans. Right. Like, there's or also, am I just like, you, go ahead, Ash. Oh, well, there's just, there's also the jealousy of the fact that it's not you, though. You know, like some people can't, you know, I think that's why some people prefer like same sex things. Because it's like, as long as they're not with another woman, it's not me, you know. I think with some people, like, they just can't, they can't superimpose themselves, you know, and someone else. So then they get jealous. Like, I think some, obviously some people can, but I think for a lot of K-pop fans, they don't seem to be able to do that. Yeah, no, I get that. And that's why, too, like, the same people who would prefer if they're winding up and grinding up on their members, really don't want it. Like, they want it just from the fantasy aspect. They don't actually want them to be gay because that also ruins any chance that they have with these men. You know what I mean? It's like, it has to be on their terms at all times. And it's, it's, it's sort of, the goalpost kind of changes depending on what it is, right, in that sense. But I do want to point out that in one of their performances, when the fans were in the venue, the ending pose was just the seven guys. But they actually had the fans leave and they re-recorded to have the ending pose with the dancers. So that is what people, that's what actually what aired. And that's what pissed people off even more. So I, I, I don't know. In terms of like my opinion on it, they're not grinding. This is not a Jamaican party, guys. Like it's not a big deal. <laughs> I think... Ooh, they touched their arm. Okay, so what? Like, I, I really, 
It's stupid. It does make me think, like, what? Like, I feel like, what would you, how would these people react if, like, their favorite idol was, like, I don't know, like, a Jamaican, like, 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 doing, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, what kind of music, well, you know what kind of music I'm talking about where it's, like, people just, like, grind to it, but it's, like, not, it's not, like, you have feelings for that person, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's, like, any reggae club. You don't have feelings for any of these. Reggae club. Yes, it's just, it's, it's just, like, the way you dance to, to, to like, reggae and, and calypso and, like, a lot of these, even, like, Latin music. It involves a lot of touching. It involves a lot of hip work. A lot in, involves, you know, grinding or swaying together, things like that. Like, it's not like, it like not Jane Austen fucking time where, you know, you don't even, you're not even allowed to touch. You just dance around each other. It's not like that. <laughs> you know, like, which is... To some extent, like, things like twerking and stuff like that right. way before it got, like, bastardized by, like, a larger Everybody. Western society. It's, like, right. not really, like, a sexual thing. Like, I never saw it that way. I believe I mean, not. A sexual thing. It's just like a way to dance. So I don't right. know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, in this like situation, it looks like these are supposed to be like love interests. But like, it, it just is dumb either way. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. No. But the thing is, like, they're the women and like the dancers that they have in this MV and even like in their performances, they're literally just people to dance with. Like, there's no, there's nothing in the choreography or even in the lyrics saying that like these specific women are the ones for them and like. You know, it's not like in replay, right? Where Victoria is clearly the love interest that they're like yeah. singing to. It's not like even that and at all. It's funny as hell. Replay <laughs> every day, and I'm like, the funniest music video is like five men very unconvincingly courting this woman. It's like, well, boys, really, but it's just right. so unconvincing. Right, with them big ass chain, but that, like, yeah, like, sure, like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just let me shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but like, this is what, like it's just it's it's ridiculous guys like down also too i saw this like meme about like korean truck divers whenever there's something pops up in the fandom and it just shows them like rubbing their hands like birdman and i was i thought that was so funny because literally every single time these these, these fans have a problem or you know with the, either the company or the idols they send a protest truck i mean that's gotta be a booming business in korea having these like protest trucks i would do it i would literally just do that for a living kind of genius like, <laughs> actually might be on to something we should get a nyan sponsor pro like protest truck right um, right <laughs> <laughs> but yes and i mean i did like the song bite me so i know i know jimin refuses to get into in hype in but maybe this will soften her a bit anyway nope, i don't remember it <laughs> top has confirmed and reconfirmed and triple confirmed that he is no longer a member of Big Bang in all caps on Twitter, not on Twitter, in an Instagram comments on his post. And people were, you know, some people were in their feelings. I think it actually trended as well. Like, it was very crazy. I personally, you know, as a Big Bang fan, I will always have a small candle out in prayer for a Big Bang reunion. I'm not like delusional enough to think that it's going to happen or it's going to happen anytime soon. But I, I will always have hope for them in 21 to like officially have comebacks. And, but I think that Top already sort of confirmed that Big Bang, like his time in Big Bang was over, not just by not resigning with YG, but also just by his words in that article he put out after it came out that he did not renew his contract. 
he basically said, like, I just need to walk my own path. And I think I, t- I took those words as facts. And well, some fans did not. And so I think that's why this became a bigger story than it needed to be. Personally, you know, as long as Top is happy, being the weirdo that he is, and as long as he does not get on that spaceship that Elon Musk is trying to put together, because I know it's going to blow up, you know, I'm okay with whatever Top has to do or decides to do with his life. I am content that he is happy and that he is here and that he is you know, forging his own path and doing what he wants to do now that he his hard work is done. So I think that's kind of my take on the whole Big Bang thing. Um, you know, I'm sorry to the VIPs who didn't really get that they were kind of done because they were definitely, I guess, dealing with the idea of Big Bang officially being dead. But, you know, in K-pop, these things happen. So and, and people come back together all the time as well. So you never know. I know if you guys have any thoughts on Big Bang officially being DOA or if you were even surprised about it. I mean, I'm, I don't think you would have been. But... Right. I, right. I mean, I'm not surprised after everything that's kind of happened right. with the group that it's just, you know. Right. You're just ready to move on and do other things. So not surprised. Right. Okay, well, meaning a group that has come back together <laughs> is Yukis. So they are celebrating their 15th anniversary comeback. And the lineup for Yukis, which if anybody knows anything about Yukis, they had some members. They have a you know, fair amount of members. Are going to be Sohyun, Hoon, Kisub, and Eli, Alexander, and AJ. Which, like, it's kind of funny because... If you guys remember anything about some of these these UKIS members, they they had some stuff going on. Okay, so Alexander revealed after he'd been with the group for only like two years that he was kicked out simply because he was not popular enough. Literally, that was it. Eli, then, you know, while technically being under contract, got married to a woman who was like ten years older than him and was like a bikini car model or something and they had a kid on the way then they went on we got divorced to show because he basically abandoned his family to go back to america and his wife was struggling to take care of the kid i think they were in the i think they had already divorced by this point and she was saying basically that eli had abandoned his family to move back to america to live with his parents and she was struggling for that eli and then ej who in 2019 claimed that the other members irrationally blocked his path and uh, blamed them for him being able, unable to leave the group until his contract was over. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy that these three members are coming back to this group that, I don't know, I, like, is it desperation? I think it's desperation. But we'll see how that goes. <laughs> like, How'd you go on a group, like go back to a group for your 15th anniversary? You're going to do all these comeback things and not have people be like, no, I thought they blocked your path. And that you weren't unable to do anything because they would not let you leave this group. Why are you here? Like, I don't, I don't, K-pop is crazy. K-pop is a crazy, crazy place, man. I hope some people do ask these hard-hitting questions. And they asked Eli when the last time he saw his kids. 
Because one thing I do not support is deadbeats. So we need to get Eli to start paying some alimony and some, you know, paternal pay. Like, he needs to be paying some support for these kids. Honestly, guys, please buy this album so Eli can pay to take care of his kids. Anyways, I just thought that was, like, an interesting story. (laughs) But anyways, we are going to go to the next topic, which is one of the biggest stories to have hit K-pop this year. And that's a lot. A lot of things have happened in K-pop this year. A long, a long six months. Right, right. Actually, I mean, it's gone by really fast, but, like, there's been so much that has happened, so. Exactly. So, CBX have filed to terminate their contract with SME. And that is, if you don't know who CBX is, it's a subunit of EXO starring Chen, Baekhyun, and Jimin. And they are saying through a legal rep that they tried to settle the money owed to them multiple times. And they are also claiming that their contracts are unjustly long, which if you know anything about SME, you know SME love them some long contracts. Like, (laughs) that is one thing that people generally tend to sue them for. So, (laughs) I mean, it really is. It really is. (laughs) Right. So, previously, the artist sent certification of contents to SM seven times through their legal representative from March 21st until recently. And they requested copies of transparent settlement reports and settlement grounds. In addition, SM signed long-term contracts with artists that span over 12 to 13 years in the past, and they pushed the artists to sign subsequent exclusive contracts once again, resulting in long-term contracts that span over at least 17 to 18 years more. SM has been repeatedly committing unjust power due to this. And, you know, because of the era that we're in, you also have to add, you know, a little, a little touch, a little, a little, a little socialism, you know, social activism touch. Regarding this, the artists feel that SM is using their superior position to force artists to sign so-called slave contracts to spend over 20 years, including their training periods, which are also far from being short. The artists would like to convey the various injustices that they have not been able to speak of through the statement below. And like, there's a whole, like, if somebody has translated the actual statement, so you can go ahead on Sumpi and you read that there so basically a lot of it has to do with transparency not just for the three members but even for like the group because everybody signs different contracts and then also just obviously in SME in general SM is not transparent enough so people don't know what other people are signing and what other people are getting and that's why these three members decided that hey we need to see exactly what we're getting paid for how long we're getting paid for and what's going on because we're in a group we should all be signing the same contract first of all and second of all it should not be 20 years like what the hell which is fair but another thing that is the problem is that the contract like from what i had read with xom members they actually ended up signing longer contracts because of the fact that they were inter- they were aimed for the international market even though at the time when they signed the contracts, they didn't even know that they were going to be in XOM. Every like Jumin and Chen actually assumed that they would be in a Korean group that did Korean like promotions. So there's also a kind of a lack of transparency on that end and that regard. And the money. They're just not, they don't feel like they're making money. And I will say one of the things, one of the outcomes of the Hybe, their attempts to buy SME was a lot of shady shit was happening on the books 
And, you know, honestly, what led to that whole thing really was the fact that SME was funneling money into Lee Suman's subsidiary company, and the shareholders did not like that. And they kept asking for more transparency with the books. So once again, we're seeing money being the main cause of all these problems and mostly greed. And I, I do feel like we're going to see a lot of other artists from SME who, you know, after the whole Hybe attempt to take over SME, maybe got some lawyers, got some accountants involved and said, hey, how come this company is making all of this money? And they're saying that they made all this money from me or my group, and I only got this much. So that's one of the, one of the outcomes of the, uh, the Hybe situation. But another, like, outcome that they I probably think a lot of people didn't think about was the fact that during the time there was a lot of anxiety from the staff who didn't know if Cal was going to buy them if Hybe was going to buy them what was going to happen to them you know you work for a company for 13 20 15 years whatever you don't know if a company is going to buy you and fire everybody I, I'm yeah. just throwing out numbers yeah you don't know if a company is going to fire you <laughs> yeah so like there was a lot of anxiety on that and then on top of that there was a lot of like people clashing within the company because it was like team Lee Suman, team Lee Suman's cousin, his nephew, I can't remember his name. But like there was a lot of like infighting in the company with people deciding who would be best to run the company. And so I think there was a lot of just uncertainty and anxiety that people who worked for SME were experiencing at the time. And it, it affected their comebacks. It affected a lot of things. So I, I do feel like the outcome of that uncertainty people are probably going to want to take their their career more in their in their hands and have more power of it and i know a lot of people have been you know saying it's the dot seven effect and i you know i'm not gonna be in a say who's gonna just you know take credit thing but i'm gonna say that one thing and obviously, like, I understand history. So I know it's not just GOT7 did this. Like, before them, Beast did it. Before them, Shinwa did it. Like, a lot of, comp- there are a lot of people. I mean, there's not a lot. But there are groups out there who definitely have built up to what CBX are trying to do right here. And what GOT7 was able to do. But the fact that GOT7 literally, re- they didn't resign. They all went different places, have their solo careers, and were able to come back and drop a fire album and actually do comeback promotions. Like, that's a big deal. It's like with Beast. Beast were not able, like only God Seven, they were not able to keep their name. And I don't think that they had the copyright to really do much with their music at the time. But they moved to, they didn't resign with Q. They went and formed their own company. They changed their name and they were able to come back and successfully. And they still do things. They still act. They still make music. They still do variety. So they're still in people's mouths, you know? And obviously Shinwa. Shinwa, Eric, I think they wanted to resign everybody but Don Juan. And actually, they have a group that actually talks to each other, <laughs> unlike a lot of these in the group. And when they find, found out, they were like, okay, so why don't we don't, why, why don't we just not resign with SME and go to another company? And then after that, why don't we just make our own company? And they were the, the first thing K-pop to do that. So I think that obviously there's the history to back it up. And I, I, I think I, I love seeing sort of like the building blocks to like great things. So I'm really excited to see what CBX are able to do because they do very much want to still be an Excel. They still want to promote. They still want to be a part of the group. They just want their shit. And I understand that. I respect that. So, yes, that's my opinion on it. What do you guys say? Oh, TVXQ. Forgot about TVXQ. Sorry. They obviously. All these groups leave SM. They'll go to like one of the former SM 
artist entertainment company? Maybe. I mean, it's Maybe. it's gonna be really hard. Like the thing is, SME still has like power, and they were still able to like blacklist, you know, TVXQ, who are basically the. We'll say though, head here's the thing. thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Though, right. Yeah. Let's say in theory, this is the thing that is. You know, I'm not gonna get on my whole soapbox about it, but I'll say this: in theory, if everybody at SM was like, especially the most popular groups, were like, we're just not gonna, we're just gonna collectively go elsewhere. No amount of blacklisting will matter. Like, Absolutely, SM won't even black can't even won't even have that power because one they'll run out of money to like bribe Mnet with like a blacklist because right. all of your money is coming from your groups and no literally it all it all works like that. You it starts with the talent. You have to respect your talent. We you see that in sports a lot. Sports that's why like sports stars are the highest paid entertainers in the world. They're all unionized <laughs> number one, but like they recognize that they them being the talent. They are the number one. They're, they're the reason why the companies get paid. So you can't have RCA or Warner Brothers without whoever is signed to them, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know why I said Warner Brothers. I, don't, I also don't know why I said RCA because I'm pretty sure RCA is like defunct. But well, I mean, they used to be a big deal. Though. Because they don't That's have fine. any artists. So, I mean, my point stands. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, are they now? <laughs> well, all they are, they're artists. Oh, right, cool. right. You're yeah. right. <laughs> So that, I think I, I, I'm, I just was mostly saying that in jest, like, oh, like there's something there for them to go to if they leave. But like, yeah. realistically, I don't see SM artists leaving SM and going to like somebody else's company. They're not going to leave SM and go to Hybe. They're going to leave SM and make their own shit or come right. together and make and make their own thing. You know what I mean? Like it's right. They still want that. S, they still want that. Like. How do I say it? It's like. The structure. I, I think of that the another, yeah, like another company, another company will just also be oppressive, but like it'll also try to mold them into what that company is. And I don't see like a lot of SM, especially the older artists who are instituting these these lawsuits. I don't see them going for that. They right. already build up their brand. They know what they want to be. I don't think that they're going to go to like JYP, which is going to force them into a box or something like that. You know? Right. Right. And I think the culture, like. I think they want to bring their staff and stuff like that. I like I know I think with God Seven they took their staff for the most part. And I know with Big Bang, they also took their staff when they left YG. So I think that is also like a power, like a like a intelligence and drain as well too for the company. Because if if you like an a group like EXO, which is what on their like twelfth year or something like that, if they were like, Okay, so we're gonna leave and we're gonna take our our staff with us who probably win the company for like as long as EXO's been a group like you are losing a lot of that that support that like you can't it's not like they stay and you can move them into another group and you already have somebody who knows how to work with groups and knows how to work with idols and knows the industry and all that kind of stuff you're losing that power. you're losing a not just the group you're losing a lot of other smaller pieces of that as well too and yeah I don't know I feel like I wonder if if SME bows to everything that they want, if they'll just give them like a subsidiary company like Super Junior got and they'll just let them manage themselves. I wonder if that might be the outcome here, because I don't see a world in which SME thinks that they can blacklist as EXO the way that they blacklist Jessica and TVXQ for years or decades at this point. You know, I just don't think they like. So she said, you know, I need to see the I need to see the the balance sheet on NCT before I make that statement. 
You know what? I thought about that. I thought about that too. I'm like, ooh, if EXO's not getting the money that they deserve, what is an NCT making? Because there's like 30 of them at this point. Like, holy crap. Yeah, and, and, and NCT always has a successful company. Right. Like, they're always successful. So. And then on top of that, Mark is doing like triple duty. So like how like how does he and Haytan like how do they get paid? You know, I I all I have always wondered this, right? As well. So I hope that, you know, they get the transparency. I did I have though I have heard that like Taeyeon is looking at a different company and like some of their like older artists are actually looking to go out and like embark on their own. Especially since Lee Suwan is no longer there. And he was like the person who had that nostalgia, you know, factor. Who really like even though he like boa and tvxq like even though their, their music wasn't really making the money that it used to make he was the one i like i feel like he was the one pushing for them to have comebacks and stuff still so i think without him there the company is literally probably just going to look at numbers and be like oh it's not profitable for boa to continue to make music here maybe she should just do some japanese stuff you know and kind of ship her off or maybe she should just do variety and just have her do that instead of making music so i, I know i kind of feel like Maybe the new management in SMEs is also going to affect why people want to leave. So we'll see. We'll give you up. Like, this is an ongoing story, guys. This is not even like the most up to date. Like, there's been some back and forth since the initial news came out. So we'll see. But EXO is definitely having a comeback. They're even having a reality show. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it's definitely going to be an interesting time, guys. Oh, I did want to make a point. How I think that Hybe supplanting SME as the top dog in the industry has is also a reason that people are maybe like wanting to leave SME mm, because yeah. Be, yeah, just like before when SME did have all the power and it was like number one, it was harder to fight. But now that it, you've seen how Hybe and all these a lot of these other companies are, are being so much more competitive in different ways. What if it's like a lot more petty than that, though? Like, what if it's like a situation? I don't know. Some of these artists did not finish middle school. So what if it's like, oh, I'm not at the number one company anymore. So I want to leave. I don't know. I like juicy. That could be it, too. Stuff like that. That could be it, too. I mean, I wouldn't want to be the number two company in Korea. I want to be the number one company in Korea. So I, I get love, that. I read that like a lot of like quite a number of SME employees have already been poached by Hybe. Like a lot of people that worked on, you know, comebacks and, and like a lot of, you know, the, you know, create crafting the group images and things like that. Like a lot of people have been, you know, taken from SM to Hybe. And so people were like, I read a good and interesting point that, People were like, well, if Hybe is getting SME people, what's to say Hybe doesn't fall into the same issues that SME did? You know? I mean, yeah. Right. right. Nothing ever ends in the, the words of Ozymandias. Mm. <laughs> Hello, Watchmen. All right. Okay. Anyways. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'm a comic book nerd. You know, I, I'm, I'm an anime nerd, nerd in it and a K pop nerd too. But, you know, I got my comic book <laughs> my arm sometimes. From time to time. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Any other thoughts on SME, CDX? I mean, as I said, it's ongoing. So we'll probably definitely return to this story. <laughs> if not, we can move on to feature. This week's featured. Nah. What's okay. Okay. I'm going to attempt her name, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Huang. I'll clean it up. Okay. Tui Ling. 
okay. I, th- I think that it, like, the link, okay, so <laughs> I guess we should start by saying this is a Vietnamese artist. So yes. we're, like, we're not used to the language. And so please forgive us for any attempts at pronunciation. But, like, we listened to some videos to try to pronounce it. And, and my understanding is, like, Huang, like, Huang, Tui, Lin, like that, like, Lin. So yes. her first name would be Tui Lin. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. So, or yes. And if, if I anglicize it, it would be Twilin. That's Lin. how it's spelt, you know, if you anglicize her name. Yeah. So, we are going to do our featured on a Twilin, who is a Vietnamese B pop singer and actress. And she is known for her hit song, Si Tin. Si Tin. So, she, like, a little background is that she trained to be an actress. And then she joined a girl brand called Thien Lat Fan, which is called Angels. Yeah. During her teenage years, she was a presenter and winning, you know, competitions and doing commercials and adverts and as well as being on magazine covers. And then she went into dramas, Path of Life and Lack of Destiny, Journey to the Sun. So... It seems like she's very much a, a jack of all trade, as you know, you need to be in the pop space. And we are going to be looking at three songs from her, I believe. And they, but they sort of span her career since she has been in the industry for so long, since 2010. And why are we doing, you know, a non Korean artist? Well, we have done before, we did XG. But also, well, wait, I just uh, want to do one correction. Oh, she started like she's been in the industry, I guess you could say technically since before even 2006. But oh, yeah, the child. She debuted the- at, as like a solo music artist in 2010. But yes, yes. continue. Right. So why? Yes, the why. So a lot of non-Korean acts are in Korean spaces and sort of adopting, you know, Korean or K-pop style you know, sounds and images and just like the way the industry is formed and, and the way it operates. And so there's going to be an expansion of like K-pop influence, as you would like to, as, as we have been calling it, I guess. We're not trying to say that, you know, if you're not Korean, but you are in the industry or, you know, you do, you adopt aspects of the industry that you're K-pop, you know, we're not Korean, so we can't really say what's K-pop and what's not K-pop at this point. But you know, we are definitely seeing an influence of K-pop in Asia specifically and, you know, with other groups. And we've seen, you know, a Japanese group like XG explode within the K-pop industry. I mean, they promote on music shows like Music Bank. <laughs> so, you know, they are definitely in the K-pop sphere, even though they are a group of, you know, Japanese members who make English music. So I, I we were just thinking that it'd be really interesting to sort of expand what it means to you know be k-pop alike yeah and i want to be clear too like we uh, we're we're just trying to see like the similarities the differences and like maybe you know k-pop has influenced v-pop maybe v-pop has influenced k-pop like you never know it might not be as big but it's like it's probably got its own thing and it's just like an introduction to i mean we've listened to some t-pop before we've obviously listened to c-pop and j-pop but like all, all these Asian countries have their own cultures, but it's interesting to see, like, if there's a homogenous or, like, semi-homogenous or, like, 
style the same way with like Western pop. I feel like, yeah, there's Brit pop, but Brit pop is very similar to American pop. Like it's largely the same industry. I don't think anybody would go, oh, that's a Canadian pop artist. Like, no, I think it's all kind of seen as like just Western pop, which right. all comes from black culture. So obviously all of it is reductive. It doesn't matter where, you know, like it doesn't matter if it's like intermediate, it's all reductive of something that started a long time ago anyway. But the point is, is like, we're just trying to see if like there's certain trends like in K-pop, for example, with music videos, having budgets that are like insane. We're trying to see if it's like kind of a similar thing. So I think it'll be interesting to compare contrast. And I don't know. Also, she just seems like, I don't know, I've heard one of her songs. It was a great song. And she seemed like a cool artist to get to know. Yeah. And also too, we, like we are standing her career. So we're going to see like where she came from you know, what she was doing around the middle part of her career. And um, her lately, her her latest song is like really big on TikTok. So we'll be checking that out as well, too, just to sort of have an idea of like maybe if, if K-pop has even influenced her in any shape or form. So we're going to get into it. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. All right. First, we have Beat of Dreams. I'm sorry. I'm not going to uh, attempt to beat Vietnamese on that one. <laughs> Looks too hard. Uh-oh. Wait. This is her debut song. She would have been, she was born in 1988, so she would have been 22? About, yeah. She's like me and Ash in 80s, baby. Yes. <laughs> and also, it would be interesting to think about what was going on in K-pop in 2010. That was like, you know, shiny, ring ding dong, Lucifer. Right. This is definitely of the era. <laughs> yes. This is. Yeah. This almost feels like American 2010. <laughs> right. Very giving Kesha kind of vibes a little bit. Right. Kind of reminds me of like Cheryl Cole from Girls Aloud to <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> yeah. Even a little bit like Lady Gaga, like right, like very... her her poker face kind of era, right? Like yep, her poker face. That's just dance, yes. The bangs and then the unmotivated like wind, <laughs> like where's the wind coming from? But her hair is blowing. Her outfit is kind of giving Cassie for me and you. I don't know why. Oh just, my goodness. Yeah. And those heels. Yes. The bangles, the huge hoops, the like. I don't know. This, everything about this is 2010. Yes. Oh my God. The color in. The color in. Yeah, it's actually reminds me of that Boa video. Um, the Latin theme one. Oh, what was the name of the song? Sorry, Boa has a lot of songs. Yeah. <laughs> you said that as if it will be easy. <laughs> It's also interesting to hear like 
Vietnamese, period, but also Vietnamese being Fang or, you know, right. on a song. It's Valenti. So different from every other language. Oh, absolutely. But Valenti, that's what this coloring kind of reminds me of. Okay. That kind of sepia tone. Oh, this outfit. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is Nat's, like, party outfit when she was in undergrad. <laughs> she would go out in this outfit. <laughs> I mean, not them heels. I was never a heel person. I tried. I just, it just wasn't working out. But yeah, that outfit, definitely. I don't know, but she's surfing face a little bit, though. Like, yeah. Especially given that this was after what happened to her. Like, it's actually really cool that she was able to come back and step into something that portrayed her as sexy, you know? Right, right. I mean, I definitely am imagining so many Black girls with wigs that look like that in 2010. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Like, literally, her extensions are like, <laughs> these are like, this is the entire 2010 aesthetic. Like, right. Okay. I don't want to know where the wind is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're in a building. Windows are closed. No, like doors are closed. I don't know where it's coming from either, but it's there because it was blowing. It was blowing okay. quite a bit. <laughs> so, beat of dreams. Also, by the way, she signed to Sony Music now. I don't know if she was at this time as well, but she signed to Sony Music Vietnam. So that is a pretty big. I mean, she's obviously like, like not a Nugu artist or anything. But yeah. what do we think of beat of dreams? I thought it was cute. It just, it was given basic 2010. That's what it was given at the time. I know, maybe at the time it would have been like a fun song to have at the club, but like now you're just looking back on it like, <laughs> that was Whoa. Yeah. It looks like 2010, she was signed to Dihavina, which is um, and Viet 10. So she wasn't signed to Sony at the time when this came out. But yeah, it definitely was given 2010. That's all I can say. Very, yeah. <laughs> Very nostalgic. Okay, do do we see any like similarities between? I mean, I think we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I feel like that's exactly what K-pop sounded like in 2010. Well, I think K-pop may have been a little bit more leaning into the EDM. I don't think yeah, leaning a lot more into like dubstep EDM type stuff. This was more Americanized in many ways. I actually, was like almost a little bit ahead of Korea in a sense. Or behind, if you look behind, at it in, in yeah, behind. Sorry, because behind it, like, I think that Sholin, like Queen, what's her name? Shoot, what is her name? <laughs> I get her name. Sholin, though. Rin, sorry. She would have definitely. Oh, shoot, I can't remember. I cannot remember her name. I mean, me. Oh, Lee Hyori. Lee Hyori. Lee Hyori. I was, I was, I kept saying like Sholin for some weird reason, but yeah, Lee Hyori. Her music, which would have been like 20, 2006, maybe 2003 kind of era, her music would have sounded like this. I don't think anybody in 2010 was really making music like that. Like, yeah. it really went to be the EDM. Was about, this was more like 2008, 2007 American music. Yeah. Music. So, this yeah, was exactly. High. Right, right. And it was definitely EDM time. Like, I'm looking at the songs that came out at the time, and it was like, electronica and r&b more so than anything else 
like you had Super Junior, Double S, 501, Wonder Girls was like, Nua Boo by FX came out that year. Actually, New Story came out yeah. with H. Ladrick. Well, okay. So, yeah, I do think that, like, the aesthetic was similar to K-pop, but the actual song was, like, a little bit behind K-pop at that time. Right. And consequently, like, but but I feel like it was actually a little bit closer to, like, what I feel like American 2008 music sounded like than what K-pop ever could have ever had accomplished, like, around that time, if that makes sense. I think it's almost like K-pop skipped over a little bit of an era of, like, the other pop industry music, and it went straight into, like, the EDM era. Okay, so 202010, American Music, Only Girl in the World, Teenage Dream, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a Dream yeah. Fix, Nothing on well, You, that, Just like the Way You Are. Like right, right. Love the Way You Lie, Riding Solo by Jason Derulo. Yes, that was a great year, actually, for music. I'm, I'm on you. Okay, so Super right. I, that, was, that was an interesting kind of like, like start to her career, I suppose. Right. She was. But if she was in K-pop, she would have been considered like geriatric. But now we're going to move forward to a song that she released in 2016. She had, I think, released at least like 10 singles and maybe a couple albums at this point. And the song is like, I'm going to attempt. I'm not going to do the tones very well, but I'm going to attempt based on how it looks. It looks like the me noi cho ma ng. That's what it looks like. I... I'm very sorry to the people of Vietnam. I am very not not only for America's war crimes, but also <laughs> this yeah. that was that was terrible. So um, it looks like the translation is "Let me tell you something." Girl, where did you find that? Oh, it's actually one of her only songs that has like its own like Wikipedia link. I think it's a big song. <laughs> I think it's like a very popular oh. song from okay. her third album, her third studio album. So yeah. You let me embarrass myself only to tell me I'm that. Sorry. Okay. No, I just discovered it when I looked at where we're watching it together. And then I went to her Wikipedia page and I just looked to see if there was one. But this was like a huge single. One song of the year and music video of the year from the Dedication Ooh. Music Awards in 2020. And won a record six awards from Lansong John. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. As well as three awards from the Golden Plum Awards and one from the Web TV Asia Awards in 2019. So it okay. really is a huge hit that's why it has a wikipedia page <laughs> so let's get okay, into well, it get into it okay is this a movie maybe <clears throat> i love that all these songs have subtitles yes yeah, that was ahead of its time too though because the other one had its subtitles even back then right I like it already. I really like it. <laughs> I can tell yeah. it's gonna be sweet.
I love that rock, paper, scissors is like a universal language at this point. I know, that's like wild. <laughs> oh yeah, I have to say, I feel like it has to be really difficult to sing in Vietnamese because they have sounds that like literally just don't exist like in other languages. Like, I'll explain after this. There's okay. something I'm thinking of very particularly and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Why is there a dog in the classroom? <laughs> okay okay so i was just gonna say so there so the the word like okay i've I, I just learned this this morning so excuse me but like you can say there's a, a sound a tone in vietnamese where it's like a broken fallen sound so it's like right it's like that and she's like singing that and i'm like damn that's why I didn't learn Vietnamese. Stop. <laughs> Vietnamese. I can't, like, it's like, I can't make that sound. But, like, okay, I want to say one thing before we talk about the actual music and song is I really like her. I like her. I do, like, too. She's got personality. personality. Yeah. And I think, like, I don't know if she writes her own music, but, like, it seemed like there was a really cute message to the song. And even cool. in, like, the video, I like that she went back to the ancient times. Like, that was really cool to see because I feel like you see, I, I actually am not very familiar with what, like, Vietnam looked like before it was completely and utterly destroyed by Western powers. But, like, we see that a lot with, like, Chinese media. We can see what it was like in the past, right? It's, like, very easy. I mean, come on. Every single, like, C-drama is, like, a piece, you know? 
Right. So it was really cool to see like the traditional like Vietnamese clothing and like there's a lot of Vietnamese like sounds in here. And it's just like very different in that way. But there were definitely some things that were similar to K-pop and specifically the rap breakdown is is something I feel like it only happens in K-pop. <laughs> I like K-pop is like every single song has to have a rap, that kind of thing in like the middle of a pop song. But other than that, I like that so much of it was still it still felt like a different culture. Like it didn't feel like it was just K-pop. I don't know. What do you think? I can see yeah, why it, it did like very well. Like it really blends East and West very well. And I feel like it has that kind of like quality that like I think maybe Jim and you said before that you really looked for in a lot of K pop that it doesn't have where you see elements of the culture very much in it. Like not just in the video, but in the song too. Like it's not just jacking another you know cultures music or it's really trying to blend them together so like I think that's what makes it stand out to me and I could see how that would appeal to a lot of a huge swath of people in in Vietnam or even like just Asia in general um by having those unique qualities so I liked it yeah yeah I agree 100% with what both of you said. Like, I do feel that it did a very good job of blending Vietnamese culture. Like, the way that, that what's his name, Minnow did with Fiance. Like, blending the cultures together to make something new and to make something fresh and fun. Because the song is fun, too, right? Yeah. I thought that it worked really well. And I love the message. About the fact that, like, you know, you can love your parents and still want to enjoy your life and live, you know, this a free existence where you can be happy, right? Like, that was, like, what I got from the song. And that was a message. And she had so much personality in it that she made it, like, she, she, you know, she was confronting all these people who were hard at work. And she was like, yeah, you still can be at hard at work. You can still love your parents and respect your parents. But, like, you still have to live for yourself. And like, that was such a beautiful thing. I, I think that a lot of people, it's funny because I think a lot of people in Korea struggle with that. Like a lot oh, of these, you know, like, struggle, you know, yes. right, respectability, politics, you know, like, I guess not in the same way that we, we talk about them. I'm, but I'm in, in terms of like, seen, yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry. I, I just, no, like, no. I've literally seen like Korean men get mad at other like, like Korean boys if they don't say Hyung. And I'm like, yeah, I get it as part of their culture though. Like I can't, I can't yeah. say anything bad from that element of it, but I can say something bad in the element of like when it becomes abusive, that's when you need to right. like assess like, yes, I get that there's this like heavily honorific, like traditional go with the flow. You need to like respect your elders and respect tradition. But then when tradition is like women shouldn't have rights, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> like maybe we, maybe we got to think about that a little bit, you know? So. I don't right. Know. Right. And, and so like, like I feel that, this would have been a great song for Korea people who mm. are like trying to balance, you know, the idea that, you know, Korea wants to be a Western power. Like it really does want to be a Western power, but it has all of these like very traditional that don't gel with the like, you know, the idea of liberty and freedom and human rights and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't gel as well as it as they need it to. And, and that's what I like about this song. The song was like, hey, yeah, you can be respectful. You can, you know, work hard and, and do what you're supposed to do, but you should still live for yourself. 
and you should still be free and happy because you only have one life to live. And I love that message because I don't actually see it at all in Korea. And I think Korea needs it more than most. No, but I, I, I definitely don't see it as often, you know. And so that's what I really appreciated it from, from this MV. And I just love, I love the costuming. And like even the EDM breakdown was so fun. Like it was yeah. so tongue in cheek. Like yeah. I just, I just loved every, like I'm not surprised at all that this one, not just for the song and the lyrics, but for the MV, because like they all sh- like shine very brightly for me. So, I mean, yeah. You know, she kind of reminds me of Jolin Sai. That's oh. who she said. She was a he was a Taiwanese like superhero in my opinion, but she's like a a singer. And I think she acts too now. But it specifically reminds me of a song she did called "I'm Not Your Girl" with a she with a famous Japanese singer who I cannot remember. I'm sorry, guys. Names have like completely like disappeared for me. But she is it a Sue or something like that? She did the song with. Anyways, but if that is kind of the, the feel of it, the song is like, you know, I'm my own person, you know, I am who I am kind of thing. And it's, it has like that EDM breakdown at the end too, like in the chorus I met as well too. So like, that's what it kind of reminded me of. Actually, let me see if that song came out at the same time. Cause I feel like oh, they kind of remind me of each other, to be honest, like in like, not exactly the same song, right? But definitely the feel, right? Mm-hmm. But well, no, we can go into the next song. Oh, no, why are you looking at that? I, I want to make one more comment about like basically. I'll, I'll just say like you can definitely see the growth between her debut and here. Like not just because the music style is different, but like she always had that confidence. But this one looks like it's like a fun, like almost like she's very content with who she is. Right. Whereas the first right. like outing, she definitely had confidence, but I definitely think like I, I could see how it could been like. I don't know. I, it definitely still had that little bit like beginners kind of like feeling. This one just feels yeah. like she's very settled and like she knows who she is. Who now she the is next one I've definitely seen and I know she's settled in that way. But, okay. Um, well, I'd want to say it's I'm Not Yours featuring Nami Amuro, who's like, you know, a huge, huge pop star in Japan. I mean, she retired, but you know, whatever. But yeah, definitely check out that song too. Like these, I feel like these girls should work together. I think they would make some so. fun ass music. Yeah. Anyways, um, yes, let's get into the next song. All right, last but not least, we are going to go into tea. And before we watch it, I want to just say real quick, like it popped off big time on TikTok. It has a TikTok challenge and it's just huge. Like it's considered the song that's like making her like, I guess, uh, this international star. So let's get okay. into it. Oh, and before you listen, I got to say it's I think it's it's kind of airworthy. <laughs> so. I think CT also means like love or something like that. I'm probably wrong. Don't listen to me. Ding, 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 ding,
Oh, that chorus is definitely part of the challenge. <laughs> yeah, it is. This song is like if they put it that what's that song called? You know what? By the Cardigans? I think that's what it is. That's what it kind of reminds. Yeah, a fool by the Cardigans meets Feels by Calvin Harris. That's what this song sounds like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, all the beat in between. Never mind. Okay, I really love this part of her choreography. I don't know why. It's just so funny to me. Okay. So that was seating. Before we start talking about, like, I guess all the, like, if, you know, the K-pop stuff. Yes. I'm just listening to Ready for Your Raw Thoughts. This came out in 2022, so. I mean, I thought it was a cute song. I definitely see how it became a trend on TikTok. I like, I do like that dancing part that you're talking about. Like, yeah. it, like, what? you know why? Because it's kind of feels like an unserious move that they were doing seriously. So I think that's why I like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> But I definitely, like, it has a really good groove to it, you know, which I think a song like that needed. It needed that, like, the one thing to kind of, like, balance it because she was doing a lot of, like, funny, kooky, tongue-in-cheek kind of stuff with the lyrics and with the ding, 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 like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I think what I like about her later stuff is her sense of humor and her personality. Yeah, and I, I think, like, what's really interesting is, like, all those words that like the ding 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 dong dong ding that's yeah. not that's not just like sounds right that's those are like they're words. words and like right. they're not all the same word either which is like again why i'm not learning vietnamese <laughs> um they're all like they sound very similar but like they're like like different parts of them are different words so i, I don't know i think that it's fun how she played around with her, like her language and i also thought the music video was very creative it was like, yeah. I don't know. It was just really like missing in like the the drawn aspect of it and like this underwater concept. But then it was it was like an acid trip. But I thought it was fun and cute. Before I say too much stuff, did you have anything else or should we go to Ash? Oh, Ash, Ash, you can go. I liked how even though there's definitely, it was more, I guess, modern in tone or more like, you know, yeah, modern pop or whatever. I felt like it was, I still like the aspects of Vietnamese culture we saw in it, like with the the food and some of the clothing and the boats and 
the little like houses and things like I still like like how that was represented even with all the more like maybe mainstream would be a better word mainstream type of pop aesthetic that was in there but I definitely like it's definitely an earwormy song and I mean I can definitely hear lots of different influences in it so but I liked it yeah I think the first time I heard it I was like this song is just really funny and then like I'll, like randomly one day I started thinking about it and I was like this song won't leave my head like that part I don't know the Vietnamese language but then that part like just got stuck in my head and now like I can't stop thinking about this song yeah so I obviously like the song I think it's cute I think it's doing exactly what it needs to do and again her personality's coming through in a different way this time it's like the humorous side it was just a cutesy song right and it's just also kind of nice and interesting to see I hate to keep bringing up her age, but like, cause she's not old at all. But like, it's just really interesting when you compare that to freaking New Jeans who's singing about like their coochie, you know what I mean? Like, like, okay, wait, take that part out. Their cookie is what I was trying to say. It's like, it feels kind of like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like they, they could be singing stuff like this. You know, that's like, it's not overly cutesy, but it's like appropriate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And fun. And it's like doing everything it needs to do. But in terms of like comparisons to K-pop, I think the only real kind of like big what I see is literally the music video, like the non-animated parts. It's just very bright and colorful, which I feel right. like K-pop always, or for the most part, gives this era is like very saturated colors. She's also got like, notice her hair. She's like, she's got a bunch of different wigs on. She's doing a bunch of different like types of makeup and... I don't know when that really started in her career. I don't know if she does it regularly, but like it looks like in every song I can see, she's got just her regular, you know, brown hair, which is fine as well. But you see a little bit of that aesthetic creep. Did you guys notice any particular like K-pop like influences of note? Uh, not really for me. I think like the idea of a killing point maybe mm-hmm. might be like with the chorus, like that definitely. And I think because a lot of what we see on TikTok in terms of like Asian music, specifically K-pop, is about that killing point. I think it could be why like she decided to go that route. But this is like still more clever and fun than anything else really going on in K-pop. Right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, it's it is different in that sense. Yeah, but I definitely think like the aesthetic of it seemed very much like a K-pop MV. Because they're really, like, right now, they're very much on that high saturation, like, the colors and stuff like that. Or, like, really highly contrasted dark things. Like, I don't know. Like, it's very, like, there's a weird aesthetic. It depends on what you're trying to do. If you're if you're doing something dark, you know, it's like, it looks like, you know, Gotham City. Mm-hmm. Or if you're doing something bright, <laughs> no, it looks like this. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, I I definitely see that a little bit more with it. And yeah, I don't know. I'm I I think I think I don't think she's brilliant. So I'm I'm really interested in like what else she has going on, like music wise. It's a good to see somebody her age making music. <laughs> that you say like, that? That's like so yeah. funny to think about. Like just that right. thought, like the fact that that is such a shock to us is just crazy because like literally I think she's the same age as Boa, right? Like they're around the same age. No, no, Boa was born in eighty six. But yeah, she's she's like she's a year older than Taeyeon and Onyu. 
Okay, yeah. I feel like people think of Boa as like grandmotherly. You know what I mean? It's very well, absolutely. Weird. And it's like, well, absolutely. no, they're very youthful. And even if they're not, there's nothing wrong with not being youthful. It's just like they are. So it's just weird. But Ash, did you notice anything particular, like any similarities or maybe differences that you prefer or maybe dislike more than K-pop? Hmm. And like I said, I liked how there is emphasis on the culture in there and like even in like the choreography still obviously like I feel like the song and like we've not said the killing points and stuff like they were very very k-pop-ish obviously the hair colors the bright aesthetic you know candy coated aesthetic even kind of like the storyline of the MV was very kind of, you know, like a guy and a girl have this little, you know, cutesy, she like imagines being with this guy and it's like this kind of cutesy, funny love story type thing. But I like that she can do this type of song and, and concept, you know, even like, again, we say at her age, like she's about to hit the grave, but like, you know, this is usually the type of thing that, you know, like you said, people like New Jeans tend to do. So it was it was kind of refreshing in a way. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, okay, yeah. I think this was a fun one. We don't really usually do this for Featured, but I do appreciate, like, Nat and Ash kind of being open to this, like, new part since, you know, that's kind of, like, our, our thing is, like, just discovering new things. But it was very cool. K-pop, take some notes. <laughs> and yeah, I I think this was a great episode. Like, I enjoyed myself. I don't remember half of the comebacks <laughs> we watched, except for, like, the ones that were really bad. Like, Stray Kids, y'all, what were y'all doing? I'm sorry. But yeah, to the listeners, this has been Not Your Average Netizens. Thank you for listening. Do you have any shout-outs before we go? I thought we, we did that after we did all of the contact stuff i mean it doesn't really matter when we do okay. which one or one we can do come back we can do okay. shout outs first yeah i want to shout out i don't really know like i guess what i want to shout out you know anybody who is for the people and right now we are living in a really weird time politically and all that good stuff and I know that every country is having some sort of issues revolving around that because all I see is news update after news update of something really bad happening. So I just want to shout out to all the good people who are fighting the good fight. That's my shout out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I'm going to be like, not as serious. Shout out. <laughs> shout out to Asuma on Naruto because I'm on the arc, the pain attack arc. And it's so obvious about what's going to happen to Asuma because nobody cared about this character. All of a sudden, he's in light every scene. I'm like, sir, you probably about to die. I don't know. I'm not finished it yet. But that's what it feels like. So shout out to Asuma because they did it wrong, man. Like, they really did that man wrong. <laughs> shout out to Aaron Yeager every day, all day. That's you know what you do. You. That's very <laughs> random for you. I mean, Levi is my husband. But I, you know, I, I support Aaron. I mean, I don't always support his wrongs, but I definitely support his rights. So shout out to Aaron Yeager and Attack on Titan that's coming 
late. Hope, hopefully it's the last the last of the attack on Titan that's coming later. I mean, they've oh, been stretching this thing do out. Do we have a date? Do we have a date? We don't have a date yet. I don't no. think we have a date yet. But we they really be stretching this final season out. So like, know, let's hope like, that that's the end. Like, like we're gonna like, be. A- do you feel like yeah. it's a, do you feel like okay? Do you feel like they're stretching it and putting filler in there, or do you feel like they're that's just how long it's taking to tell Isayama's story from somebody who's like read the manga? See, I don't think it's filler. That's the thing. Like, it's not oh, so actual it's filler. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's literally. It's like it's like they have to take every single panel. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm just saying. Is it? I mean, you've already seen what you've already watched it, right? I watched it like like. Final season part three, part one. <laughs> I'm sorry, the final season part three, part the one. Core, like that stuff is funny. I just caught the first core. I watched like the. I know that something happened to our one of the beloved characters. Yeah. So you need to watch the really la- the last one that just came out this There's year. Something just came out. No one that just came out, but you didn't watch part, like, the final season part. I'm going to say two? what I want here. I'll put it in a Zencaster because I don't okay. spoil it. Okay, because I'm, like, I'm confused with all these final two wins. Yeah, so okay, did you see that? Watch, that's the latest one that I watched. Okay, so, yeah, so that, all of that is not, like, I don't know if, if it's, like a spoiler to say it's not filler but i don't think it's filler i haven't read it okay, in a while it's though. not filler oh. i didn't i just thought yeah. you meant the stuff that's coming i was gonna say oh like, i don't know what's coming yeah i don't know what's coming oh. to be quite honest but like so far what we've gotten so far it's like it is straight from the the manga so it is like and some of my favorite actual panels they've actually done really like a pretty good job of it too um nice. like like Han when han jay when she dies i mean i don't think there's a spoiler now guys come on and she she's like with she's reunited with everybody. That's one of my favorite panels. And they they did that and her and Levi's goodbye to each other. Okay, you, 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 you're such a simp. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have, know their names too, but I just thought that was very random. Okay. Oh wait, last last but not least, shout out to Vince. And I very say really ever say that because I hate Vince media for the most part. But shout out because you just did a real good job with editing that Bleach Core 2 trailer. I mean, it looks really fire. Even though the end of the manga that it's adapted from is shit, you guys did a real good job. So I gotta say shout out to you guys to make for Yo, making people excited to watch it. Shout out to the Warp Effect. Oh, for those yeah. who don't know, that's just the show that we watch for our Patreon. It's a Thai drama and is yes. very good if you're interested subscribe to our patreon we've done up to episode well episode six is up to episode six is posted right now but it's it's a good show and whenever i watch it it makes me happy and i enjoy watching it with jimin in that and it's just it's a good time so shout out to good tv Yay! We're having yeah. fun, so come see us. Right. All right, y'all. Right. If you know, if you want to find us, you know where to go. You can go on Twitter at Nacher at Nyan Edizens. That's N Y A N E T I Z E N S. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Nacher Average Netizens, as well as reach out to us via email at Nacher Average Netizens at gmail.com. We will answer promptly. We've enjoyed talking at you for about a couple hours, and we hope you've enjoyed listening from us or hearing from us. And we hope you have a wonderful 
I guess next two weeks or three weeks, who knows how long it'll be until you hear another episode. I'm kidding. <laughs> it won't be that long. Yes, but if you subscribe to our Patreon for $3 a month, you will have so much of us that you will not know what to do with yourself. But you'll have a good time. You'll definitely have a good time. We can guarantee that, guys. So you can always sign up for our Patreon. As I said, it's $3 a month, and there is so much content on there. So much content. So you can, and you can always give us recommendations and things. We're, we're always happy to accommodate those as well, too. So, yeah. Thank you so much once again for your support, your continued support. If you can't join our Patreon, we understand, you know, like, comment, share so other people can find us. And we're going to go. We hope you have a great time, guys. Bye. Bye.